everybody welcome back to the vlog thank you so much once again for joining me for tea time today we have a little bit of fireside love that smokiness of the lap song it's like you're sitting next to a campfire or something it's so good so anyways guys today is going to be a fuji film day fuji guys fuji we haven't talked about fuji in a bit and um i kind of hinted to you guys that I was gonna talk about the XS10, but I didn't wanna talk about it in one of the last videos because I wanted to give it full justice because it's really an amazing camera for the price. So in the last video or video before that, I was talking about um, Fujifilm and how when they put out a camera, it doesn't stagnate and they don't only put out, let's say firmware updates. Um, to fix problems. They fix problems, of course, but they also put firmware updates to make cameras better. So functionality that wasn't there when you purchased the camera, all of a sudden it is through a firmware update. I remember, I think it was the, I don't know if it was the X-T2 or T3, I'm not sure which one, but basically they went from 1080p and with a firmware update, like a few months later, all of a sudden, everyone was able to shoot 4K. You know, those are the type of things that are truly amazing about Fujifilm that I really like. Even though I'm a Canon shooter, I really do like just the way they treat their customers. Um, anyways, what we're gonna do today is I wanna look at the X-S10 in comparison to the X-T4. There is a price difference, but they're so close. It's almost like the X-S10 is like a baby brother, I guess, to the X-T4. The S10 is just really, really powerful, like I said, for the price. But before we get into it, I wanna say that if you haven't downloaded my ebook as of yet, go over to jchristina.com forward slash ebook. Once again, jchristina.com forward slash ebook. 10 tips at making tack sharp images, guys. Tack sharp images. There's something in there for amateurs, pro-ams, professionals even. Go grab it. It's free, guys, it's free. Also, if you like this video, even in the slightest bit, please throw it a big thumbs up. That is so, so just important for the YouTube gods to just look kindly on the video and this channel and recommend it to other people. So please, if you like it, give it a thumbs up. That would be awesome. And don't forget to subscribe. That would be appreciated. So getting right into the comparison. We're gonna do a side-by-side -side comparison. You know I don't like doing specs, but in this case, we have to do specs to see what the difference is between the two cameras and which one should you put your money into, right? Which one should you buy if you're looking at either one of these two cameras or if you're looking at a camera right around, let's call it 1200 to $2,000, okay? And APS-C is good for you. You don't want full frame, okay? So this is something that you might be interested in. So let's start out with the megapixels, all right? Let's start out with the sensor. The sensor remains the same. It is a 26 megapixel sensor, is APS-C, like I said, BSI X-Trand sensor. It is the same sensor in this S10 
as in the X-T4 and in the X-Pro3. So you're getting an amazing sensor, once again, for the price. We'll get to the price in a minute. Also, the processor also remains the same in all three cameras, which is really powerful. As far as ISO goes, both cameras have an expandable ISO from 80 all the way up to 51,200. Now things change a little bit when it comes to 4K. The S10 will do 4K at 30p, whereas the X-T4 will do 4K at 60p. Neither of them have a crop, which is great. Canon, yeah. Now what also changes in video is that the S10 will do 4208 8-bit internally, whereas you can do external at 422 10-bit. Whereas with the X-T4, you can do 422 10-bit internally to the camera, which is always nice. Also, you have long GOP as far as compression on the S10, whereas on the T4, you do long GOP as well as all intra compression. Now, also in video, the S10 will be able to record for 30 minutes straight, whereas the T4 has a limit of 20 minutes. Also, they both will do F-Log Profile, which is really great. So in post-production, if you want to do some color grading, you can do so with either camera. Now, 1080p in both cameras is absolutely awesome for slow-mo. You can do 1080p at 240 frames per second in either one of the cameras. That is just beautiful, smooth, slow motion. 240 frames per second. That's awesome. Also, as far as the IBIS, they both have five axis in-body image stabilization, and that IBIS works in conjunction with any lenses that have IS, or in-lens image stabilization, which is really great. But what changes here is the unit size itself. The S10 is a smaller camera, so that image stabilizer is about 30% smaller than the image stabilizer in the X-T4. So where is the downside of that size, 30% smaller? Well, there's not that much. The S10 will give you six stops of compensation, whereas the T4 will provide you six and a half stops of compensation. So it's not really that big a deal considering how much smaller the IBIS is in this unit. Now they both have 3.5 millimeter mic jacks and you have to use a USB-C to headphone adapter. Now that is with both units. Now autofocus remains the same, thankfully, in both cameras. It is a hybrid autofocus system. It provides both contrast detection as well as phase detection, a combination, and they both have a series of autofocus settings. You can do 425 selectable points, all right, which will give you a grid of like 25 by 17, or you can use another mode that only gives you 170 points of let's say a grid that's 13 by 9 that's so that you have bigger points bigger autofocus points if it's not as imperative to get really small details like let's say an eye that's always good and you can also use a zone method 
of AF, and that will be a three by three, a five by five, or a seven by seven, however you wanna set it up. Whatever is better for the motion that you're trying to capture. Now things also change when it comes to continuous shooting. With the S10, you'll get a maximum of eight frames per second, whereas the T4 will get you all the way up to 15 frames per second. That is a lot of frames. This is mechanical mechanical shutter. Now, if you go electronic shutter, they remain the same. 20 frames per second in either one of the cameras with that electronic shutter, or if you want all the way up to 30 frames per second, you need to sacrifice a 1.25 magnification, basically a crop, all right? So you have to crop in 1.25, and now you can get 30 frames per second. That is a lot. That is a ton of frames per second. Now, also things change when it comes to the function dials. Now, I love Fujifilm cameras because I love all of those function dials. I love the dials, those mechanical dials where you can just make changes without having to do anything digitally. You don't have to change anything, look at the back, nothing. You can make your modifications however you wanna do it from the top of the camera. Now the S10 does not have all of the dials on the top. On the left hand side, you have a function dial. And if you look over to the right hand side, you end up with a shooting mode dial. Whereas with the X-T4, which is more what I would like, have more professional dials. You'll see your ISO, your shutter speed, as well as your exposure compensation. That's all settable at the top of the camera. I love that, okay, I think that is awesome. Also what changes is with the S10, you have your screen that's on the back that allows you to do all of your changes, whereas on the T4, you have a D-pad. So you can actually make your changes like that with the D-pad in comparison to looking at the back of the camera. I personally like the D-pad. That is something that you sacrifice when you get a smaller camera. Now, as far as the grip size, they're really both very good. The T4 has a bigger grip, but you would think the smaller camera on that S10 wouldn't, but it does. It has a nice size grip, unlike some cameras out there without naming names that are basically like a pack of cigarettes. Um, yeah. Also with the S10, you'll find a pop-up flash where of course on the X-T4, you do not have a pop-up flash. You just have your hot shoe and you just add your external flash as needed. Also, your EVF, your electronic viewfinder, on the S10, it has 2.36 million dots of resolution with a 0.62 magnification. Whereas the T4, you're gonna see a lot better EVF at 3.68 million dots and a 0.75 magnification. You just have a better EVF in the T4 than of course in the S10, which is smaller, and that is to be expected. Now the back panel is fully articulated, three inches on both units, but the S10 has about a million dots of resolution, whereas the T4 does have more at over 1.6 million dots of resolution. So the back panel is gonna look a little bit crisper, a little bit clearer on the T4 in comparison to the S10. Now, when it comes to cards, a lot of professionals want dual cards, okay? Now, the T4 does afford you dual cards, whereas the S10 only provides one card slot. So that is a major difference between the two. Now, as far as the battery, the S10 does use the 126S, whereas the T4 has that beefier 
battery, which is the W235. Now, what does this afford you different? Basically, the T4 will give you about 500 images, whereas that S10 will only give you about 310, 325 images per battery cycle, let's call it. And finally, the price. Well, the S10 goes for $1,250, let's call it, whereas the T4, you're gonna be right around $2,000. So that is about a $750 difference between the two cameras. Now, the benefits with the T4 is that if you need 4K at 60p instead of 30p, and you need internal 10-bit recording, um, the T4 is where you're looking, as well as if you need a fast FPS mechanical shutter all the way up to 15 frames per second, it's definitely the T4. Also, if you're looking for manual dials at the top of the camera, so you can do your compensation, your ISO and whatnot, and just flip those dials at the top in comparison to going onto the back of the screen, the T4 is where you're looking. And if you want that D-pad, the D-pad to me is a little bit more of a professional experience to be able to go up, down, left, and right with the D-pad in comparison to looking on the back, as we call it, chimping <laughs> on the back of the camera and to either look at a picture or to make changes to your settings. I'm not a fan of that. Anything that I can do mechanically and not have to look at the back of the camera, that is the way I'm looking to shoot. Also, if you absolutely have to have dual card slots, then the S10 is definitely not the way to go because it only has one card slot. And finally, of course, battery life, 500 to 325 shots. I don't think it's that big of a deal. The batteries are so small, they're like chiclets. You can put a whole bunch of them in your pocket and just roll for the day, either which way. Now for the XS10, the camera is more akin to someone that is looking for a lighter weight camera, a smaller camera, something that you can pocket a lot easier into a small pouch, a small purse, a little bag, something for travel that you want really lightweight and small in form factor, but still with a really great grip on it. So it still feels like a camera. And like I said, not like a small little box of cigarettes. Also, the XS10 is good if you need to be able to do 30 minute of video recording in comparison to only 20. Some people find this to be a big limitation when it comes to the X-T4. Some people, it doesn't matter. For me, I like to record these videos and these videos are always about 20, 25, 30 minutes long. And to sit there and constantly look at how much time is left, you know, when am I getting close? Do I have to rush at the end or whatever? I really hate that. So for me, I really do like the idea of being able to record for 30 minutes in comparison to 20. Now, is that something, once again, that Fujifilm can change in a firmware update to update the X-T4 like down the road? Possibly, right? I wouldn't put it past them. They could probably do it if they get enough complaints that look, I can't do 20 minutes. I need to do 25, I need to do 30, whatever. They can probably do it. But as far as right now goes, the S10 would probably be good for you if you need to do that extended video recording. So all in all, both of these cameras, the T4 and the S10 are really, really superb camera. I would even venture to say Fujifilm's APS-C cameras are probably about the best on the market. Definitely the builds are amazing, really rock solid. And for me, I love all of those manual dials. It is just great to get back to an old style 
camera that you have all of your controls at the top and you don't have to fuss with anything on the back or even a D-pad for that matter. I like manual dials. So I do like that when it comes to the T4. But that S10, that might not be bad camera for what we're doing right here, right? These type of vlogs, when you need something lightweight, you throw it on a little stand, you'd be able to record everything without a problem. Even if I needed to do 422, I can still do it externally if I wanted to with a clean feed that they provide going out. Now, both of these cameras can also be used, of course, as video cameras these days. So if you need to do Zoom meetings or anything like that, all of the major manufacturers have done this. They've offered a app that you can download for any of them. It doesn't matter if it's Canon, Nikon, Sony, or Fujifilm. They all offer this webcam app, which I think is awesome, which gives you a clean feed so you can use it for Zoom, like I said, or any other meeting type of software now that we're in this pandemic that we've been in for the last almost year. Um, yeah. And the last thing that would probably steer you over to the XS10 is the price. $750 less is a considerable difference. Considering the heart of these two cameras are basically the same. Even though the IBIS mechanism in the smaller camera, the S10, being 30% smaller still gives you six stops of compensation in comparison to 6.5. Six is good for something literally 30% smaller. That's amazing, guys. That is amazing. Um, so, I mean, all in all, yes, you're going to get lesser of everything in the S10, but it is still an amazing, amazing camera, especially for the amateurs out there. I think that a professional would probably not go with an XS10, but any amateur that's looking for an APS-C camera, I really do believe they should look at the Fujifilm XS10 and compare it to all of the other companies APS-C mirrorless cameras because this is a really powerful camera and you get a lot for your $1,200, $1,250. You're getting a lot for it. Now, I always think it's funny how Fujifilm has their, let's say their catch phrase as being your style, our color because Fujifilm has always been known for all of their color and their in-camera coloring. All right, so their color grading, let's call it. You get all of those preset color profiles in this camera that you can switch to, of course, as they do in all their cameras. So anyways, guys, that is the S10 from Fujifilm. Direct comparison between the T4. Um, there is a difference between the two, and I hope that the information that I've provided you allows you a means of deciding which one is better for your needs because as always, your needs are not my needs. Your use case is different than my use case. So unlike other channels out there, I don't tell you ever which one to buy. I just give you a side-by-side -side and I allow you to make that decision. So a couple of questions to you guys. Number one, are you interested in the XS10? Is it something of interest to you for your, like I said, use case? Also, are you currently a Fujifilm shooter. And if you are, what camera do you currently have that you might look into this S10 to purchase? 
And finally, what are your thoughts on the camera itself? What do you think about the S10 as being a viable option or in comparison to the more professional T4? Is the T4 worth the extra $750 to you or is the S10 a better value for what you need it for? Anyways, guys, just a few questions. I wanna hear all of your thoughts down below the video. Let's have this discussion. After we're done talking down here in YouTube, go over to my creative Discord server that I created for you guys. You can head over to community.jchristina.com. Once again, community.jchristina.com. Go check it out. There's a ton of just smart, brilliant people over there. They can answer the majority of your questions and I hang out there all the time. So if you wanna ask me something, you can do so over there. Once again, community.jchristina.com. Also, if you currently have a mirrorless camera, you know how dirty your sensor gets. Well, that is why I created these, Aurora Camera Care. Now, a lot of you guys have been asking me for these. They were out of stock for a while, they're back in stock. You see this one is full frame, and then this one is APS-C. We also have a micro four thirds. So, doesn't matter what sensor you have, I have a cleaning package for you. Now, what is different between this cleaning package that I've invented about six, seven months ago in comparison to all the other ones that you find on the market? Well, most of the other ones that you find in the market give you a stack of these things, little swabs specific to the size of your sensor, the same thing that I do, but then they get like a little dropper and they give you some solution. Don't know what's in this solution, I don't know. Some of them actually give you distilled water, which is ridiculous, but we don't even get into that. Anyways, and then they go and give you the solution. You have to go and drop it, and you don't know how many drops, and did you coat it properly? It's just, it's just a mess. So what I did is I created them like this. So you have a wet swab and a dry swab. The wet swab has the exact amount of cleaning agent on it every single time. They are vacuum sealed, so they're pristine, perfectly 100% sterile. So when you pull this out and use it on your sensor, you're gonna feel safe that you got the exact amount of cleaner, and then when you're done cleaning it with the wet, you go over it with the dry, take off any type of residue, and your sensor is 100% clean, period. So you get five sets of these, all right? So instead of sending your camera out for like $100 to go and have it cleaned, you can literally clean your camera five times for about $5 a cleaning. <laughs> That's right, five sets of these. Anyways, guys, if you wanna pick these up, you can pick them up over on my website, jchristina.com. Once again, jchristina.com. Use promo code YT20 if you're a subscriber and get 20% off everything that's in your shopping cart. Once again, YT20, 20% off everything in your shopping cart. Or you can head over to Amazon, pick it up Prime, free delivery, anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world. Head over to amazon.com or you can go to B&H Photo and Video. Love those guys over there. They carry all of my products. Also, you can pick them up from them if you'd rather go there. So anyways, guys, don't forget to pick up that ebook over at jchristina.com forward slash ebook. And that is it today. That's the end of my Fujifilm S10. 
10 comparison with a T4. I hope you enjoyed it. And as always, please give it a thumbs up if you enjoyed it. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button so you get all my content when it becomes available and click the bell icon right over here. So when it is available, you will be notified of it. And finally, head over to my website, jchristina.com where you can find all the photography tools that I've invented for you and me over the years. And hopefully there's something there that you might like. And if there is, please pick them up and support me and my family. That would be awesome. That's it, guys. I'm out of here for yet another vlog. Many blessings to you and your family. Stay safe and stay healthy.